Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, July 28th. We literally did a practice run and <laughs> made me get the date right for this episode because Josh was very clear at telling you yeah. we should just omit this part because Which I don't get it right. makes so much sense, but at this point, we're just in too deep. So While, while I do disagree... Okay, I don't really have much to disagree on that with. Yeah, I was um, going to say, where is your argument? Yeah, my argument died a long time ago when <laughs> I wasn't getting the date right. Um, so episode one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty okay. much episode one. One through 33, which this is now. Wow, 33. Is it 33, really? Yeah. Wow. That sounds right. Not too long, it'll be a year. I'm getting teary-eyed just thinking of it. Oh, okay. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But more importantly. Not more importantly. Let's move into the topics No, we can't possibly do that because I have some pressing questions for you. Oh, God. Okay. Boy, oh, boy, do I. So, Emma, Mm -hmm. as someone who is currently dating. Sure. I need to ask you these questions. Okay. You're a big grammar person. I Okay. For background on this, for listeners who don't understand, I grammar has always just kind of come naturally to me, which means it's a big pet peeve, but I'm not somebody who corrects grammar really easily. You know what I mean? Like, there's people online who are super annoying about it. Grammar I don't Nazis. do that. Yeah, 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 and I don't do that. Um, unless you're, like, a close friend or whatever, then I'll do it just because it's funny. Or you just do it to me to be mean. Those are the two options. Um yep. <laughs> But I, like, I finished the grammar course to get into the J school in literally one day when it normally takes people weeks just because it's something that's easy for me. I write all the time. I read all the time. It comes naturally. Great. So that's just the background. Proceeding. Um, So as someone who's currently talking to people, how difficult is it, like on a text message that you might have gotten 10 minutes before we started (laughs) recording, to not correct their grammar? It's it's not hard to not correct it, but it's annoying when it ha- it's a huge turnoff. A huge really? turnoff for me. Like oh, an actual yeah. turnoff. No, genuinely it is. So the guy used the wrong two and you're like, nope, I'm out. Not not that extensive, but it gets close to there. <laughs> 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 oh my god. You're a junior in college and you don't know your fucking twos? Or you're theirs or you're yours? It's so easy. It is easy. So how do you not know that at this point? And so then it just makes me feel like if you glossed over that in school, what else do you not know about life? See, and here's the thing. I know how annoyed you get when I send you incorrect theirs just yeah. for fun. Yeah. Or run on sentences without periods. <laughs> or maybe like three sentences. No break in between oh them. Oh my God, no, it's I, awful. I understand those. Like, I'll even capitalize a letter at the beginning <laughs> of where the next sentence starts and just forget the period because I know Emma read that and went, why the fuck isn't there a period there? <laughs> what did he... Just likes to torture me. What did he do? Why did he leave that off? Um, so I can't I can't wait. Yeah. How long till you correct it's, them on their grammar? Oh, it's, it's going to be a while. I feel like I need to be dating somebody. To start correcting them? Yeah. But they have to know what they're in for. No, because they, they already need to be in too deep before they realize oh. how fucking crazy I so, am. So basically what you're saying is you're going to trap them. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah, totally normal, sane thing to say. Well, um, I'm not going to correct somebody's grammar who you're talking to. Oh my God, they would leave me so fast. And I would be like, yeah, that's fair. You should start just sending back revised versions of their texts. Oh my God. That'd be so- <laughs> Commas. Well, no, and what's worse, periods. what's worse is that the text he sent, 
was something about studying mm-hmm. and how he doesn't like to study. And he used you the wrong say, two. You should say it shows. I got really close to saying that. I'm not going to lie. I would have my ass But no, off. seriously, you're talking about studying and you use the wrong two. But that is the first time he's used the wrong, like, anything. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking for a while. So okay. it could have just been a slip. Could have been. You know? Just an he normally has, a button click. Yeah. Or lack of a button click. Yeah. He normally has. Text. He normally has okay grammar. So. That's good. We'll, we'll just see how it goes. So what happens if he corrects you on your grammar? <laughs> I think if somebody tried to correct me on my grammar, I would immediately like. Let me reframe, reframe this question. Mm-hmm. What happens if he tries to correct you on your grammar and he's right? And what happens if he tries to correct Ooh. you on your grammar and he's wrong? If he's right, then I lose all sense of self and identity. <laughs> Would this be like right. me hitting a first pitch dinger off of you? Oh, yeah. No, it's the same reaction. Good. Because it's right. just like, wow. Um, no, that'd be bad. Holy shit. That'd be bad. I'm literally a writer. I'm going into like editing, publishing. I'm editing a book right now for somebody. If somebody corrected me on my grammar and was right, uh, that's just a nightmare. Just so you know, I've personally been waiting for the day that I get a text and I'm like, yes, (laughs) I can strike. (laughs) She used the wrong your. Take that, Emma. (laughs) Allie did that one time. My friend Allie, because I sent her the wrong your like accidentally and then immediately corrected it. And she was like, oh my God, I wanted to correct you so bad. So it, it has almost happened before. I just need to get you in a situation where you're rushing somehow. Okay. And sending messages. But if somebody corrects me and they're wrong. Uh-huh. What's that, that reaction? Floodgates are open. Oh, God. Because, okay, what kind of, what level of arrogance do you have to have to correct a journalism major and English minor on their grammar and not be 1,000% correct? You know what I mean? Ugh. <sighs> Like, you have to be 1,000% sure you are correct before you correct me. That's true. I, I guess I would never risk it because if I didn't know I was correct, I would yeah. never chance it. Hmm. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I think that's fair. I think it's fa- I think it's fair, too. I also realize how crazy I sound on this. Oh, yeah. But, you know, yep. it's just, it's a small thing. My Okay, my chiropractor, actually, sorry, this is a sidebar. Oh, God. My chiropractor was talking to me because he used the wrong there in a text. And I was like, you're in, like, a medical field. <laughs> like, how do you not know you're theirs? And he was like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, something I never learned. And I was like, well, I have, like, a quick thing if you want to know it. Yeah, oh, geez. And it, he was like, I would have been like, no, no, thank you. He's like, I've, I've gotten this far without it. And I was like, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we should talk about sports. I mean, I guess. Even though this is incredible. But I'm so grammar excited. is so important in sports. Is it? Yeah. Is it? No. <laughs> ah. um, so, on this episode, we're going to talk about Noah Syndergaard, trade mm-hmm. rumors, which would be a big shakeup in the MLB, yeah. to say the least. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, trade rumors. Um, and then on the back half of the episode, uh, football season is 27 days away. We are both so excited. Like... So excited yeah. for it to be here. I cannot wait. I think about it all the time. I'm like, who? how are our teams going to be this year? How are the teams that I support going to do this year? Um, so I'm very excited for this. So in the spirit of all that, we're going to give some conference predictions throughout the weeks. And now I know for our Power 5 conference predictions, they're going to roll over into the start of the season since we only do 
once a week episodes. So we'll figure that out when we get there. But we are starting with the Big 12 today. So we're going to give you our Big 12 conference predictions, our most, most to prove, likely to underachieve, overachieve, favorite to win the conference, players to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some differing opinions on a couple of them. So it's going to be a really, really interesting debate on that. Um, but first, you told me today, as soon as you came in, it was like the first thing you said to me, mm-hmm. which a high would be nice. <laughs> 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 um, but Noah Syndergaard, care to dive in. Okay. So basically, there are some rumblings that the Mets are looking to trade him, which makes sense. The Mets are just so bad mm. and i just like my heart goes out to all you mets fans it's very new when did that happen I, yeah i know <laughs> it's very rare for that organization yeah, too to struggle um no but it's 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 been rough over there yep so they're looking to trade some of their big players get a younger core i mean it's a tale as old as time but the rebuild yeah but that is <clears throat> going to change a team wherever he lands that's a monster that you have on the mound. Oh, it's a huge acquisition. I mean, he is, you can look at him and I think decisively say he's one of the top pitchers in the yeah. world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. Uh, he really has been since, what, 2015 when they brought him on? Like, I yeah. mean, he's just shown out and show, proved time and time again that he can be that guy. Um, no, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. And an all-star and rightfully so. He's an ace. Um, but the trade buzz, and this just came out today, um, ESPN.com reported on it. Multiple executives say New York's discussions for Syndergaard have clogged the trade market as teams attempt to figure out the labyrinth, whatever, for the Mets. So they're just, it's a world-class juggling act, not just dangling Syndergaard and potential trades, and then talking with other teams about flipping the potential return. But they're also entertaining offers for Edwin Diaz, their closer, another starter, Zach Wheeler, and others. So... Big, these are big, huge names. Shake-up moves. Yeah. So they're trying to improve their chances in 2020 and beyond after sacrificing their top prospects to acquire Diaz. So they traded away top prospects for Diaz. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking to trade him away for prospects. So they're really just trying to hit the reset button and return to yeah, where they were. Exactly. Because, I mean, they were outstanding in 2015 World Series. Yeah. You know? And it, it's just, it's very weird to see organizations. And I feel like this happens, especially in the MLB a lot, just rise and fall from grace, like all the time, mm-hmm. you know, like the Royals, we were great for like two, three years. And right. then now it's a mess. I mean, after the all-star game or after the all-star break, it's been better, but it's still, it's, right. it's kind of a mess. Well, it seems like, every, I mean, Giants, in sports, it happened a lot. Right. In sports though, every team you seem to experience these cycles of like well, success. Yeah, I just feel like it happens so much more quickly in the MLB. That's what I was about to say. I think it feels like at least mm-hmm. in baseball it happens so much more. Yeah. And that might be to do with the fact that there's no salary cap. So you can really acquire as many tools as your money will allow. Yeah. But it seems to like, it seems to change more frequently. I couldn't say yeah. you couldn't say there's a team like the Patriots who has had consistent <laughs> yearly sustained yeah. success. You've had teams that have repeated over or uh, been successful over a period and have really dominated maybe an era like the Cardinals and Giants had that back and forth for a sure. while. Odd year, even year. Um, but is there a team that we could look at and say, yeah, for two decades they've been 
no not really and even okay if we're gonna go nfl with this and we're staying hometown teams look at the chiefs Mm -hmm. their rise to success has been pretty gradual right i mean we were trash for a while but it you could kind of see okay things are starting to turn right I don't think that was like a huge shift of, oh my God, now we're amazing when we were dog shit. Like, I don't feel like that happened. I mean, I think the biggest turn that you guys had was Mahomes. this year with Mahomes. Yeah. I but, mean, easily the biggest yeah, turn. For sure. But I, I feel like that was a still pretty gradual thing, you know, because he came in when Alex Smith was still starting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he threw one game. People were like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. But it was much more gradual mm-hmm. than the Royals in 2015 winning a World Series and in 2016 being just bad. Right. Just just bad. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and now just laughable. Right. Because we lost all of those, all those starters, that young core that got us to that series. Right. And now it's just such a disaster of trying to figure out what lineup works when it, it feels really obvious to players, but, or to fans, I mean, but it's just bizarre. And I think that does, like I said earlier, I sort of highlighted it has to do with salary cap. Yeah. And, and I think, cause in the NFL, you can say, yeah, all right you can get more money somewhere else maybe, but it's not going to be substantially more. Yeah. It will be, they can at least keep it competitive and keep it, you know. Right. Whereas with the MLB, you have $400 million deal for Mike Trout. Or like the, like the Royals, they couldn't afford to keep Hosmer. No, no, of course we couldn't. couldn't We tried, but it it just wasn't going to happen. Right. And he was a big loss for them. And you know, you lost other players along the way that you just, it was about money. Um, and, being a bigger market I think matters more in the MLB than it does in other sports no it definitely does because if you're looking at I I also think that's one of the reasons maybe that the Royals struggle so much is because we pay for these guys and then we leave them in longer than we should because we're trying to get our money's worth out of it yeah like uh Lucas Duda is a prime example of this Mm -hmm. dude's been bad recently really bad but we can't send him down because you know we paid for him so we're trying to like keep this going whatever but there was a there was a play the other day where Whit Merrifield made this incredible stop right behind first base and he turns to throw it and Duda's back is turned because he just assumed it was in the outfield right and we lost a top 10 play and then they scored that same (laughs) inning like what is that (laughs) it's so infuriating finally we send him down and brought up one of the younger guys Ryan O'Hearn who did pretty well last night when I was at the game Mm -hmm. but it's just it's so frustrating. And I think a lot of that is because we're trying as a small market team just to get as much of these players as we can. Right. So then back to our discussion. Mm-hmm. What, have, have any favorites been identified to land Syndergaard? Not really because it's such a disaster. Because Fair. the Mets, I mean, understandably, the Mets are going to be asking a lot right. for him. And there's going to be... They want the farm. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of teams who are saying, okay, do we take him for the rest of his contract, which I think is only a year. We were looking at this earlier, kind of confused, but it's the rest of this year, right? Uh, I, from my understanding, it was through 2020. Okay. So then... But... So then through 2020, which still... Right. Not long. Um, So do we take him? Do we try for a championship this year? Or do we keep the prospects, which is... Every team's We're so dilemma. stupid. What? Tw- the 2020 season. Is next year. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm so disappointed in myself for not catching <laughs> that. Oh, oh gosh. Um, all right. So, scratch that. Right. Um, <laughs> so, 
it's going to be a short-term thing. So I feel like the stakes are even higher for Syndergaard because he could make such a massive difference for a team now. So mm-hmm. you have to look at all of your components and say, do we have what it takes to get this done this year? Right. Or do we just wait it out? And I think my thing as a GM would be, if I trade away the farm for him, mm-hmm. right? He's had a couple injury issues, a couple things like that. Sure, that have yeah. sort of limited his um, playing time and ability a little bit. Am I wor- Is it worth risking that? and bring him into into the picture right yeah then he's got a year left on his deal so now you have to sit there and go huh he has a year left on his deal am i gonna be able to afford slash be able to just in general or have him be interested in re-signing with us once that contract's expired yeah because if you trade away the farm right and this doesn't work out you don't win a world series right you did all of this for nothing, and now you're back at square one. Right, and he leaves, yeah. and you're really screwed. That's bad. And That's a bad look for a manager. And if you can afford him, right, if you can afford him and you think he would be interested in retain, returning and staying with your organization in the future, then you have to sit there and go, okay, but what are these prospects going to develop into? Yeah. Am I risking trading him away for momentary success where I'm just giving away the opportunity for future success. Yeah, and this really, like, this whole situation really reminds me of the Royals and Johnny Cueto. Okay. Because he was an all-star, just outstanding pitcher. We traded a lot for him, but we got Cueto. And he helped us win the World Series. Mm -hmm. And he threw a complete game in the playoffs. It, It was either the ALCS or the World Series game. I mean, he was outstanding. Right. He left. Mm hmm And then... We were back at square one, but we got a title out of it. And that was the huge gamble. If we hadn't won that World Series, people would have been calling for Ned Yost and for. um, People were calling for him anyway, but it would have. Yeah, that's a. It would have added more fuel to the fire. Yeah. It just would have been bad. Yeah, not good. But even Dayton Moore, I mean, people would have been upset if Mm -hmm. that hadn't worked out for us because we did trade away a lot. But now, I mean, even Johnny Cueto's kind of fallen off the map. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like you never know. No, you just can't. Like with some of these, with some of these guys, it's it's pretty unpredictable. And it's that way in I think all sports. Yeah. I mean, the NBA is the same way. You know, you can trade for a guy and maybe he's just trash the next year. Right. But even then, it's a little easier to see where they're going to be. Whereas the MLB, it's just constantly bizarre. Right. Which think, is one of the great things about the sport. I think this whole situation reminds me a lot of the Brooklyn Nets like sort of towards their mm-hmm. initial conception of that team and the initial uh, p- part of the move where you remember when they like traded to get the guys from Boston, to get Garnett, to get Pierce, mm-hmm. to get those guys for that instant success. And they threw away a lot of picks, a lot of future opportunities to do that. That's the reason the Celtics had so many first round picks over the next, however many years it was. They And yeah, they had a couple third or second round appearances and got knocked out and they made the playoffs, but they didn't win a championship. They didn't do frankly anything worthwhile Yeah, with every bit of those assets that they traded away and everything they got in return. Yeah. And you can attribute that to guys being towards the end of their career and stuff like that. Cause those guys were at that time mm-hmm. getting into the later stages, getting towards see, seeing that light at the end of the tunnel a little bit. Yeah. And this reminds me a lot of that. Yeah. Not and that Syndergaard is going to 
seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. But that you're giving away a lot for potential instant success and you don't necessarily know how this will look or how this will pan out and five years down. And it's not even guaranteed success right now. Right. That's what's crazy is that you're trading away so much for a guy who, yeah, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. What if he gets injured in right. his first game? You don't know. There's no guarantees. Mm. Um, and I think it's especially interesting for this season of baseball because I don't know about any of you. I don't see a favorite to win. There's nobody right now for me who's a clear front runner yeah. of, okay, they're amazing. We know who's not going to win. We, we <laughs> absolutely know that, but. <laughs> we know, like, let's, let's throw a team out there. Uh, the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> sure. Like Probably them. not going to get anywhere close. <laughs> Probably won't even sniff the playoffs. Yeah, same I think with the Royals. I would put a million dollars on it right now <laughs> that they won't make the playoffs. <laughs> I think that's a safe I feel bet. very confident. Yeah. And it's getting around the time where we're going to start seeing the mathematical eliminations for those guys. I'm surprised we haven't seen it already. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like we have, we've seen, especially this year, I feel like teams who are just so bad, but mm. there's nobody who's just, oh my God, amazing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of parody in the league right now. Like there's this, I feel like this is what the NBA is going to be like next year with mm-hmm. the Western Conference and how good a lot of teams are yeah. going to be. I mean, you have eight teams out front that all could make a case yeah. on why they could win the finals for sure. Um, but with that so being I, said, yeah, I just think that's what makes it really interesting this year more oh, yeah. than in years past. Cause I feel like last year I was pretty safely saying Boston's going far, you mm-hmm. know, and I think you can look not back, that you're biased. not that I'm biased at all, no. but I think you can look back and say, okay, you know, we can see who's moving ahead. I can't do that. This I year. feel like they've really underachieved this year. Yeah, they Oof. really have. Anyway, uh, with that being said, we're going to hop into our break. Uh, when we come back, Big 12 season predictions, a lot of discussion on that. I mean, it's, it, it, there were a lot of shakeups in the Big 12 this year. We have four new head coaches mm-hmm. in the conference. Um, makes a difference. <laughs> makes a difference. Um, so Big 12 season predictions. And then we're going to talk a little bit about the Jaden Russell situation with KU. He's no longer with the team. Or, commit. sorry, no longer committed to the team, no longer coming to KU this year. Um, We're going to sort of talk about our thoughts and opinions on that. Thank you so much for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast. We will be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back uh, to the Easy Sports Podcast. As we said, back half the show, Big 12 predictions, Jaden Russell. But first, Emma, mm-hmm. you're fired. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's Your time with the group is over. I'm sorry. Well, on, uh, Why? And mute. All right, welcome to the Z Sports Podcast. <laughs> Emma is muted. Uh, we have effectively removed her. We've accepted her resignation. It was... um who is we we effective immediately um she submitted her paperwork this morning (laughs) yep via fax um under what grounds it said i'm done 
I hate this hostile work environment. Oh, wait, no, all of those things are true. (laughs) (laughs) So she's out. It's cool. Um, Applications are open for a new new co-host. But your name has to start with E. So (laughs) I mean, we can rebrand. We're fine. We'll We're already doing that. Don't worry. We'll rebrand. We're already rebranding. A new logo doesn't count. <laughs> Actually, that's yes, exactly what, that's what rebranding is. Nah, it's fine. God. We'll just we'll just find you know we'll make it. Uh, you know what? Fine. Your name has to start with E, but you can apply. But do you have to be female? No. Why? I'm not sexist. Because I'm female. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Come on. Why is this? Why am I part of this discussion? <laughs> well, I'm you're like negotiating the terms as of my a good fight. former employee. <laughs> you're helping us find your replacement, and I really appreciate your uh, your uh, your good spirits through yeah. this process. So applications are also open for a new friend for me. <laughs> Somebody wants to throw their hat in the ring. So t- hop on our Instagram. Hop on actually my Instagram now. I guess. Oh yeah, that's you're true. Not a part of that. <laughs> um, and yeah. Wow. So pack up your desk. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs my wallet. That's literally all I have. <laughs> um. All right. Anyway. I'm taking this water cup though. That no, that's my cup. I, Sorry. You can Sorry, steal one fired. thing from your old job. That's like how it works. <laughs> I don't think that. I think that's called theft. I, is it? Yeah. Objective. To be determined. Objectively. <laughs> to be determined. I'll call the cops. I swear to God. You take the cop. I'll call the police. I'd love to see them I show up. I literally know just... where you live. It would be the most open and shut case ever. They'd be like, is this the cup? I'd be like, yep, take her away. <laughs> I hope she does away. 25 to life for that. Holy shit. So not only have I been fired, but now you want me to go to prison? I didn't say I want you to go to prison. And that's exactly what you just no, said. No, I said if you stole the cup, you would deserve prison. Are you going to double down on that? Yep. If I steal a cup from you, yes. it's not even that nice of a cup. It's a glass cup. It's, you have like 400 glass cups in there. Actually, you know what? I just remembered who gave that to me. You can have it. Oh, shit. <laughs> No. All yours. Enjoy. Okay, sick. You're right. Wait, I don't want it either, though. <laughs> Why not? Because I know who gave it to you, too. Uh, yeah, no. Yikes. You. Moving on <laughs> from just the insane amount of shade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Stop laughing. We can't cut this. No, this no, we're not cutting this. <laughs> This will stay as much as I want to cut oh it. God. It'll stay. Um, Jesus. That was, that came so naturally. Was that the best thing that's ever happened on this podcast? It might be. Okay. That's sick. That's, oh, wow. All right. Um, anyway, big 12 season predictions. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving right along. Yeah. And moving right along. Um, so going down the list, just to remind you guys, uh, we've got most to improve, likely to underachieve, likely to overachieve, favorite to win it and players to watch. Yep. Um, so I guess we'll just start from the top. Sure. Most to prove this year for you. Uh, for me, it's KU. Okay. I feel like that's obvious. The hype is unreal. They have a documentary coming out surrounding the program. People are expecting great things right. from this program. We have to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just going to look like 
a lot of hype and, you know, pointless. Okay. And people are going to just laugh at, you know, oh, it's just good old KU again. So I think that we have a ton to prove. Right. And I, I mean, I really hope we do it, but I, I just think that's the only sane answer here. Right. Well, so then I guess my follow-up question to that okay. is what does, what does proving themselves look like? Because I think for every team that's different yeah. and fair to say. No, I think that's fair. Um, I think. What record do they need to have proved themselves in your mind? Well, I'm trying to think about that because I feel like I've been saying if we hit 500, that's an outstanding year for this team. I would agree. I would so, agree that is overachieving on yes. every step. Yeah. So I think a little bit less than that. I, mm-hmm. I think if we can scrape out four wins. Five wins, four wins, five wins. Yeah. Put and for me, that's I, that's proving ourselves. I agree. Uh, four or five wins, I think, would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, like genuinely, I mean, God, at, this program is so sad. I know you're looking at a team that won three games last year and also lost to a FCS opponent. Yeah, but now, I mean, they're also doing a complete rebrand, right? And they're changing everything, and it's so much hype. I think we have to be last year's record. If it's four or five wins, I'm. That's fine. That's proving yourself. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, but I disagree with who has the most to prove because I still think KU can have a bum season this year um, and play competitively and not necessarily have it show on the record, but sure. still have proved themselves that they're making steps in the right direction. Um, I picked Texas. Okay. So Texas has been on the really on the this is our year our time ever since they beat Georgia last year in their bowl game. Um, I think, I think they are really, they have the most to prove. They want to be recognized again as a national powerhouse. How do you do that? You go win a national championship. You make the college football playoff. If Texas wins the national championship, I see that. And that's the thing. If you're going to sit there, you're going to walk the walk. You got to talk the talk. Yeah. If you're going to say that you are flip that, if you're going to talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. Whatever. God. Oh, my God. Same I'm the thing. worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. <laughs> now back to the show. Um, oh, it's okay. You do that to me all the time. This is why you got resigned. I got resigned? Yeah. <laughs> I just did it I mean, again. we did it. Jesus Christ. I just did it <laughs> Exactly. Thank you for proving my oh. points. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway. In this episode, Emma has an epiphany about how horrible her personality is. <laughs> Um, but I think Texas, if you're going to say that you are, you know, a national title contender, if you're going to say that you're the team to beat the big 12, then anything short of showing up in the playoff this year is a complete bust. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think you have to, if you're saying you're a national powerhouse again, because they were, yes, you got to win the league. Yeah. And you have to go deep into the playoffs. I mean, two games, but. Yeah, yeah, deep. Deep. Oh, okay. So you're <laughs> saying win it all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, no, not really. But, I mean, do well, I guess. Yeah. Because even if you lose the first game and you're competitive. Yeah. I think it's a winning season to even get back there. Yeah. Obviously. Um, moving from them, let's go to likely to underachieve. Okay. Um, who'd you put down? Did I say KU again for that you one? You did. I'm looking at the sheet right now. You did say KU. Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, because I'm worried. <laughs> Let me just say it like that. I'm very concerned. Yep. And, um, but I do think 
we are likely to underachieve simply because expectations are so high. I agree. Um, just because people are saying just some crazy things about how well they think we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to underachieve based on that. Um, I saw someone put that they think we're going to have seven wins this year. No, and I God, stop we are, laughing. we are not going to do that. Yeah. If we do. Oh my God. Amazing. I mean, Amazing. there'll be riots. Yeah. But. Mass street is just yeah. flooded. Um, no, but I think that's the I think that's the reason that we will underachieve in some people's eyes, just because the expectations are too high for season one. I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, uh, I actually put Iowa State down for this. Interesting. Uh, they're a team that they had they overachieved last year by every stretch. You know, they made their running back was outstanding. Brock Purdy, I mean, he was fantastic for them. But now they're coming into this season, and it's no longer you're walking into every game as an underdog. You're no longer walking into stadiums as a potential surprise upset or an upset period. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to win. They're supposed to achieve. I'm not saying they're going to win the league, but I'm saying people think, and I think, that this is a team who's talented enough that they could be third in the league. Interesting. They could be third or fourth. That's a bold statement. I'm kind of here for it. Right. But with that being said... I think because their program was so surprising and because they overachieved on so many levels last year, it wouldn't be super unlikely for them to kind of fall flat this year mm-hmm. and completely go the opposite. We've seen it happen before. Um, so that that's why I picked them. I mean, I have Brock Purdy listed on one of my players to watch uh, because I think his ability to maintain success as their quarterback will be completely indicative on their season. He has to show out again Mm -hmm. and if he takes a step back if he regresses at all I think that's going to be indicative of how their entire season goes because I don't see anybody on the depth chart that can step in and take over so interesting um moving from that who is most likely to overachieve for you this is a bold statement okay okay but I want you to hear me out yep Texas Tech okay sure but let's hear. Let, I'm going to hear you out on it. Okay. So a lot of this comes from an SB Nation article um, that I'll probably link somewhere um, because I read this and I totally agreed with it. So a lot of media outlets project them eight or ninth place finish in the conference, a five and seven record with no players in key positions recognized in a preseason teams, whatever. But I think that they're talented. There's a lot of question marks going into the season, and that's. But that can go either way. You know what I mean? Like a question mark doesn't mean it's automatically going to be just a terrible season. I think that they're going to do better than we think they're going to. I think they're going to be fine. Interesting. And so I think that uh, partially for the same reason I think Kansas will underachieve, I think they'll overachieve because the expectations are just so low. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I I mean, I I can see that. Um, Now I haven't had a detailed enough looked at their roster because they didn't make any of my picks um to know but yeah i like that i'm gonna keep my eye on them more now because you said that yeah interesting um i put down oklahoma state as my overachiever that's fair too and here's why last year oklahoma state won big and lost big like in every sense of that phrase yeah um beats boise state 44 21 that was a ranked Boise State team, number 23 in the country, right? Loses to Texas Tech, 41-17, which huge drop-off there. Yeah. Beach sure. Kansas, duh. 
loses to Iowa State. <laughs> like um, the other. <laughs> duh, loses to Kansas State, right? Mm-hmm. Then beats Texas, who at that point was the number nine team in the country. They beat them. Loses to Baylor. Goes in, plays Oklahoma, only loses by one. Then they beat West Virginia, lose the TCU, and then go to their bowl game, beat Mizzou. It was a weird year for them. Yeah, no, that's definitely strange. Genu- like, I think in, of every team I watched last year, they were the most inconsistent to mm-hmm. perform. I mean, flat out. Yeah, I, one that's week, definitely safe to say. One week, I'm like, oh, yeah, this team could make a run. I mean, this team could go deep for sure. You know, yeah, become ranked. I'm not saying playoff, but I'm saying they could make a legitimate bowl game. They could, you know, they could be very successful going forward. And then next week, I'm like, wow, that team, bottom of the conference. Yeah. But I think they're gonna overachieve this year. I think a year of experience under a lot of their guys' belts will help them to do that because I think it'll take away some of that inconsistency that they had been feeling and seeing um, over all of last year. Because that is, I mean, going through that, we just did, it, that is such an inconsistent, I mean, that is such inconsistent play right there. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, so then from there, uh, who's your favorite to win it? We agreed on this one, actually. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Easy. Yeah. Yep. I don't even feel like there needs to be a follow-up to that. It's just Jalen Hurts is a stud. Yeah. You lost a Heisman Trophy winner and replaced him with a guy who could win a Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. You, you, didn't, uh, you didn't take a big step back at the quarterback position. Yeah. You still have, in my opinion, the best athletes in the Big 12. I think at pretty much every position. I, there's no reason why, if you're Oklahoma, you don't win the conference this year. Yeah. No, I think that they're the only logical choice. If somebody else wins the Big 12, I will be shocked right yeah I mean it would it for how I look at it, it's either them or Texas yeah nobody I don't but, see anybody else I see or one KU, and two obviously or KU, obviously <laughs> I see one and two then a big drop off than the rest of the conference yeah I agree with that you know um it's theirs to lose they're reloaded reset um it's kind of I it for me it's kind of how everyone looks at KU basketball mm-hmm. of it's theirs to lose yeah I, I would agree with that for sure I mean I, that is sort of a, that's very, I mean, that is the most KU basketball thing in the world. It's, it's always, it's the idea that it is our conference, that it is ours to lose, that we are the favorite every single year. And I think, like you just said, that's the case with Oklahoma. They're the favorite Mm -hmm. every year in football uh, to win it all. Uh, Moving from there to players to watch. Uh, You have not Jaden Russell, (laughs) which is, yeah, yeah, I'm really bummed about that. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but, um, you have Jalen Hurts and Puka. Yeah. So. So Puka's coming off an off season. It doesn't look great for him. No. <laughs> he's had some. A little bit of controversy. Yeah. He's had a pretty good amount of controversy, some trouble. He He's another one who has a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. And I think that he is somebody who's so talented. Oh, I yeah. mean, just clearly is an outstanding player. He's going to be somebody who's very interesting to see if this controversy makes him hungry. Right. And makes him just go out there and be an absolute stud or if it messes with his head. So I'm, and I don't know, obviously there are more factors than just a controversy in the off season, but if I were a player, this would fuck with my head. Yep. And so I think it'll be interesting to see 
um, how that changes his game, if at all. Mm-hmm. The, um, the other player, Jalen Hurts, obviously. Yep. Could Oklahoma, in theory, have a third Heisman Trophy winner yeah. in three years? Yeah. And another number one overall pick? I, I think absolutely they could. They could go three for three. Yeah. I mean, that I don't think that's unrealistic. No, not at all. I think he's definitely going to be a contender. He's so good. Like, I think people often forget how good he is just because of Tua. Well, Tua, so you got to remember, he was a tw- like 26 and three, I believe it was, as mm-hmm. a starter before he got benched for Tua. Yeah. Like, he's no scrub. No. You know, he was he was killing it. At he was at the top program in the country. He's not somebody who just came in and was like, just sort of there. <laughs> just yeah, just chilling. He was amazing. Right. And then I but when you have such an outstanding talent like Tua come in, you have to do what you have to do. Right. But it doesn't mean that he was bad at all. He, I genuinely don't think he did anything wrong. No, I mean, he just had, it's a, just he situations. had a bad first half in the national championship game. And he yeah. got benched and that was it just situations change right and so now he's in in the big 12 who is known for not a lot of defense there is that there is that uh how do you want to say stigma around the big 12 a little bit that there's not a lot of defense going on yeah um so he's gonna have a chance to put up huge numbers he's gonna have a chance to i don't want to say stat pad but you know but get get the numbers required to be a heisman trophy winner yeah um and from there I mean, sky's the limit for him. He's going to lead a team that could contend for a national championship. Easy. Yeah. I just think the sky's the limit and it's going to be so cool to be able to watch his highlights every week because we know he will have highlights every week. I'm going to hate when he plays KU. I know. It's going to be so bad. I'm so upset. But I'm already mad about it. Yeah. Um, But that talent is still just awesome to be able to see. mm -hmm. Um, I have Sam Ellinger, Mm -hmm. the Texas quarterback, which I mean... If Texas, like we said earlier, is on this hype train of we're the team to beat the Big 12, we are back. We are, you know, we've heard them say they're back before. <laughs> um, yeah. Hasn't exactly worked out. But if they're on that train of we're the team to beat and we're back, then his performance this season has to be huge. I mean, he has to be the guy, not just for them, but the guy that everyone nationally looks at and goes, yep. He's a monster. He needs to be the Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah, he needs to be like a Jalen Hurts, like a Kyler Murray, a Tua, a Trevor Lawrence. He needs to perform on that level to see them and get them over that hump into the college football playoff. Yeah. Um, I had Jalen Hurts, too. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Puka also. I think he could potentially be a top five running back in the nation. Agreed. Uh, he is. He's got amazing potential. He is that good. Yeah. And I think he was super underutilized last year. Sure. I think you need him. You, it didn't ever make sense to me why he was coming out of games. I get rest, but like the amount that he was out, yeah. because even if he's not getting the ball, he's an amazing decoy. Yeah. Like flat out. He is an amazing decoy because if he's on the field, you have to account for him at all times. He's like, did you, did you ever see Friday Night Lights? Okay, no, but continue. There's a player in Friday Night Lights who reminds me of him so much because they used him a lot for that of like, you know that there's kind of a 50-50 of it's either going to him or anyone else on the field. Yeah. And he just reminded me of that. Puka's that good. Yeah. He's an amazing decoy, even when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Um, And just something that I think keeps defenses on their toes. Uh, And then I have Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. I... 
like I said earlier with Iowa State and my likely to underachieve, if he doesn't show out and perform the way he did last year or better, they're not going to have close to the season that they expect to have. Agreed. And so I think he's he's the player to watch on that team and one of the players to watch in the conference for sure. So I'm interested. I like the a lot of these predictions. I like your tech one. Thank you. I didn't think about them. Well, oh well. we'll see. I think I just had my pick set in my mind. Yeah. And like knew who I was going to go with and then just went from there. Anyway. So let's talk about Jaden Russell. Yep. So I'll read his note. Kay. Here's what happened. Kay, you mentioned this is in his words. Oh, uh, he posted this on Twitter. Yeah. By the way, what's his handle? Um, at Jaden underscore Russell. Okay. So he says, just to clarify what happened. Kay, you mentioned to me that there was a possibility possible chance that my ACT score could get flagged because of the significant jump from my second test score to my third test score, 10 point jump. Mm -hmm. I was informed two days before I was supposed to move in that it would be best if I do not report and retake the test because if I showed up during the flagging process, I would have to leave KU and potentially pay back everything I received. Yeah. My main goal was for me to retake the test and report by August 1st. The staff informed me they could no longer wait to see if I will pass my ACT since I got the score back today, which I did pass. They decided to bring in another guy and inform me that even if I passed, that they would want to gray shirt me now and have me report in January. Mm -hmm. I feel like I worked too hard to wait and decided to open my recruiting back up for a chance to compete this fall. I also want to thank KU for being very understandable through this process, and I'm forever grateful for everything. Mm -hmm. Big uh, sad. <laughs> yeah, this, this one really bummed me out. Yeah. Um, he was sort of, I remember in December talking about Jaden Russell. We hyped him up on the show. I was so excited to see him play because I felt like he was someone, he really represented the university well. Mm -hmm. Like he did. And it, before even playing with us, he represented us well. Um, he was a team player. He was helping with recruiting. He was trying to, you know, get guys to join the team and join the squad, if you will. And it just, to see that amount of energy that he put into the university, right? Yeah. I can't imagine how frustrating this is for him. Yeah. How infuriating this on this whole situation must be because I mean He, he was he was hugely promotional. Yeah. He was talking about us all the time and about what we have to offer and how far we're going to go. Things are changing. We talked about this because we talked about how amazing it is to have a guy like that on the squad. Mhm. Mm so it's really frustrating to see, you know, as understandable as this is on both sides, not get rewarded. Right. And I think it's so frustrating. I mean, I, I know, I know it, he'll be fine. Yeah. He's he gonna be he fine. seems like a, by all accounts, a great kid, a great talent. Um, and I know he will be good moving forward. I would be interested to, have heard those conversations mm -hmm. between him and the coaching staff just to better under, cause I know he does a good job of explaining it in his, uh, in his message that he sent out on Twitter, but I would be almost interested in the details. Yeah. And what, what's happening here? What's, who are you planning on slating over him? You know, things like that. And like, right. Looking at that. And it then just, just oh. it's sad because I don't think anybody's in the wrong here from the details we've been given 
you know I what think I it's mean? Just a I don't, shitty situation. It just sucks. Yeah. You know, if you if you're KU and you know, okay, this guy's ACT score is going to get flagged. If he comes in, this could mean trouble for the program. You have to do what's best for your program. And right? I think it was good. But if good. you're him, you have to do what's best for you too. Right. And you can't gray shirt and then red shirt. And that's, I mean, that sucks, especially when you've worked, as he said, so hard for this opportunity. Yeah. And you can go play immediately at some other university. Right. And, and you know, obviously, uh, best of luck to him and everything that he does. Yeah, of course. Um, like no said, ill will here at all. Oh, absolutely not. There's no ill will to be had. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone who is having ill will towards him, you're a is, loser. Right. Or is looking <laughs> at the situation and being like, Oh, it's his fault. Blah, 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 or whatever. You need to revise the situation. You need to look yeah. back on it and you need to think about what you would do in his shoes. And let's also consider he is 18 years old. Yeah. <laughs> his career is so far from over. Mm-hmm. He has so much potential. He has to do what's right for him. Of course. And that's fair. He has to look out for himself. And I, I don't think, I don't blame him for that. Yeah, at all. I don't think we can be mad at that. No. I don't think we should be. I think it's un- unreasonable to, or it's a little unreasonable too, to be like, hey, uh, plan changed. You're going to gray shirt now, red shirt. I think just sort of be okay with that. Right. I think the real villain here is standardized testing. <laughs> I do too. I mean, yeah, I, it's a very frustrating thing when that happens. I've had that happen to mm-hmm. my ACT score. Um, Which is really interesting because you actually know the process right, and yeah. how scary that is. It, it's very frustrating because I was in his shoes of, I worked really hard to get a better score. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked my ass off for it. And instead of rewarding me, I'm getting a letter in the mail saying they're analyzing it. They don't believe I did that or whatever it was. Yeah. Or like made, made the jump that I made. Um, and so I get the, I get more than most probably yeah. understand that frustration of getting that letter or phone call and being like, kind of like, fuck you guys. Yeah. I worked my ass off for this. Like you're telling me what I can and can't do. So, right. And then I didn't, it didn't even affect me to the level that it affected him. Cause now the place he was planning on going and playing football that he put all this energy and time into, it doesn't look like he's going there anymore. Yeah. So, um, that sucked. That sucked a lot. Kind of a bummer note to end the show on. Yeah. Yikes. Jesus. Should we now find just something sad. else to talk about? Shark week starts this week. Shark week. Oh my God. Five hours or oh, whatever it is now. Oh my God. This is my favorite time of the year. There you go. All right. We're on, we're on to <laughs> happy topic, happy topic, happy oh. thoughts. So ever since when I was in, I think it was eighth grade, my family went to Colorado and every day that we were there, we'd do a hike in the morning and then watch Shark Week. Love (laughs) it. Like we do touristy stuff, whatever. And then we always ended the day with Shark Week and it was such a blast. Yep. And also sharks are really interesting and very cool. Oh yeah. And it's so fun to watch. I turned it on for a minute like uh, before, before you got here to record the show, I had it on they were talking about this. They had an episode. It was like serial killer shark or whatever yes. they called it. And I was like, holy shit, this is wild. <laughs> no, and there was one earlier that was like super predator. And then you texted me of like one thirty. I was like, oh, I have to leave now. I was so yeah. pissed. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I wanted to see what the super predator was. Now well, I'll never know. Listeners, if you know what the super predator was. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shark. Come on. We all know that. If no, a shark could breathe was, on land, it would be... It was a great white shark that was eaten by something else. Oh. Yeah. And they don't, have no idea what was, could be big enough to eat it. I don't know. Today, though, they were talking about a 20-foot great white, and I saw a photo <gasps> of it and was just like, 
well, no oceans anytime soon. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. The ocean is like the scariest place to be. Won't be surfing anytime soon. That's like, a big no. Not that I can surf to begin with. I was going to say. So, like, like, new skill you learned about me, Emma. Right. Um, not that I can surf to begin with, but yeah. Ocean. Scary place. But Oof. super sick. Super sick. Shark Week. Wonderful entertainment. Great. And then Shark Week, sponsor us. <laughs> yeah. Discovery, come on. And then right now, uh, we have the Fortnite World Cup in small, not, I shouldn't say small, mm-hmm. I guess big esports news. Yeah. So that's crazy. The prize pool yesterday for like the t- uh, duos tournament was $13 million. Oh my God. First place got $3 million. What? Split between two people. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, like they got $3 million each or $1.5 million each? $1.5 million okay. each. That's wild. Holy crap. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Could you imagine just being that good at a video game and somebody's like, here's a million and a half It was like dollars. 50th to, I want to say 50th to 11 was still a hundred grand each. No. For every team. Absolutely not. Like This is 50th. psychotic. That means, because in two, it's like pairs. And so that means if you got, you were the first team to be killed, you got 50th, I think you still got a hundred grand. Oh my God. Or 50 grand each, if we're breaking it down by person. That's nuts, That's right? That's amazing. That's like, like... Like, it's crazy and it's horrible, but kind of amazing. It's like kind of when people say, oh, these things aren't valid, like esports aren't valid, or like, mm-hmm. they're not a real... I don't know. I heard an argument that they're not a real source of entertainment, but I'm looking at the TV right now, and in the stadium where they hold the U.S. Open for tennis, it is full. Yeah. No, it's definitely a cool source of entertainment. It's not one that I've ever gotten like heavily into but i recognize its merit Mm -hmm. and i recognize that it is definitely a source of entertainment i mean it was when fortnite first came out it was a phenomena yeah it was it was crazy when drake got on it juju smith schuster got on Mm -hmm. it travis scott they all played with a ninja and had that stream that had like six hundred thousand people on it at the same time yeah it was crazy it's it's crazy but it's really it's really cool to see how the sports world evolves to, you know, it's not like we're including this in it right away, but it's, it's sort of creeping its way in. And it's I think, interesting. I mean, it's here. I think anybody that denies it's here is wrong because look at the prize. Look, no, I mean, seriously, <laughs> look at the prize pools. Yeah. This isn't small, like in, in your garage kind of deals anymore. Yeah. Like, and teams are being like, they have the, uh, overwatch league where teams were being sold for, 80 to 100 million dollars like expansion slots and ownership groups are getting involved with it ownership groups that own major sports teams are getting involved with it yeah that's crazy like that's this is just it's just something that we don't talk about very much and that's not really acknowledged very much but but yeah i didn't know about any of that that's crazy yeah um so with that being said those two light-hearted topics (laughs) right at the end um thank you so much for joining us today on the easy sports podcast uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Easy Sports Pod. Um, rate and review on iTunes, as we've mentioned a million times before. That really helps us out. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate that. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're pretty fun to listen to, I think. I think so. I'm very biased, but hey. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the Red Sox thing. It's like, not that you're biased or anything, right. but I no. think we're okay. <laughs> like, but yeah, be sure to do that. Spread the word. Help us out. Give us five stars. Yes. Please. I, I would really appreciate that. Like we that. said, it helps. Yeah. Helps boost Emma's ego. Oh my God, I need the ego boost, <laughs> guys. I need it so much. She needs bad. more confidence so she can go correct her uh, dates grammars. <laughs> if you give me a five-star review and write in the comment, correct your dates grammar, I will do Damn, it. Damn, you didn't catch it. 
I added an S just to mess with you. What'd you say? I said dates, grammars. Oh, God, Zach. <laughs> this is why I love that I They're can't grammars. hear. I love that I can't hear um, sometimes. <laughs> Jesus. All right, we need to stop. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another fresh episode. Um, if you want, let us know which conference you want to hear next. Yeah. Yeah. All right, later, guys.